I just was really proud of that. That it's like something that's part of people's holiday. I just that you can't ask for for a songwriter can ask for something cooler than being at somebody's house at Christmas time every year for 20 years. It's just so cool to me. That was today's guest, Joshua Schwartz, who happened to be the songwriter and producer of Britney Spears' 2000 song, My Only Wish This Year. I want to welcome you to The Original Doll. I am your host, James Rodriguez Horton. In The Original Doll, I unpackage pop music with the music creators themselves. And it's also a philanthropic one. We give back to charity. For every question a guest answers, items get donated to charity and... For every listen we get within the first 24 hours, items also get donated to charity. So make sure you tell your friends about this. Apple Podcasts, wherever, whatever podcast streaming platform you prefer. If you want an easier way to find us, www.theoriginaldoll.com. And we also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash theoriginaldoll. What that does is that allows us to keep going, to keep the lights on. The more and more guests we have, the more and more content we have, the more and more we need your support. So any financial support, greatly appreciated on that platform. Uh, without further ado, go ahead, follow us, the.original.doll on Instagram. And we have three guests, Joshua Schwartz, my only wish this year, background vocalist, Jenny Carr, and designer, Yuri. So sit back, relax, as I present you with The Original Doll. The Original Doll. Thank you so much for for chatting with me. No problem. As as you can see, a bit of a fan of of the music of that's amazing, Brittany. You have more stuff than me. I have a lot of I have a lot of stuff laying around, like <laughs> silly things. So basically, I created it to kind of put the 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 face, if you will, the name to these songs. I usually say no, to be honest, but you did it in a nice way, and I was like, you know what? I don't, I just don't like to get involved. It's uh, I don't like to talk about someone it's I have an opinion but it's I just don't feel I yep. need to share it it's uh, I feel bad I, that's about all I can say is I feel bad but I will yeah. say everyone around her as far as I know and for the last 20 something years they're all really great people right down to the management I mean these are people that I've known since I'm 20 and they're just great people so I I, I don't know the truth the answer for that all that is I don't know it's it's about the songwriters and their own experiences yeah. of this and we've had sure and we've had everyone from i don't i don't i'm assuming you know so i always feel like some songwriters know other songwriters absolutely but you know i had shelly piken on a couple of weeks back and i know her never wrote with her but i know her yeah and so it was just like talking to her about her britney cut but she did christina yeah. you know what a girl wants but then before that was meredith brooks bitch so all of these songwriters you all have great all of your experiences with all these great songs my only wish this year which the vinyl mm -hmm. right here the japanese cd i bought wow. that's up there that song there was a discussion that there was going to be a britney christmas album was this told you like they're working on something and how did this song get created um 
I think we were had a meeting about something else, like it might have been Aaron, and I was in the room with, uh, I want to say it might have been the president, it might have been Clive or Barry or one of the guys who ran the company. It was Clive Calder and Barry Weiss, the two main guys, right? And I vaguely remember one of them saying, we need a Christmas song for Britney. I can't remember if it was them or the public, one of the, somebody in publishing, could have been anybody. But um, I think they said it was for a compilation. I, I, this is like 21 years ago, right? So yep. it's on that. It's on that yeah, it was, it was on Platinum Christmas. That was the original release, but it was released like 50 more times. It was released on uh, Now That's What I Call Christmas. On the, and it sold like four or five million copies. It just kept, kept coming out. And I was like, wow. This is wild, this Christmas music stuff. Um, so they approached us. They just said, give us something really cool for Britney. And at the time, everything was like, you know, the Instinct stuff and the Backstreet stuff. My buddy Andy wrote um, a bunch of the Christmas songs for Backstreet and Instinct. Great songs, too. Um, like, One More Christmas, Don't Want to Spend One More Christmas Without You. My buddy Andy, Andy Fromm, um, he wrote, like, Spanish Eyes for Backstreet. He wrote a lot of really great songs. Um, so I just remember the one thing I do remember without wasting your, your time, because I'll ramble. I, I kind of forgot. Please, I, please. I love it. I remember when Brian and I said, let's let's take a shot at this. Uh, I remember we said, let's unplug everything and get out of the studio. And I had an old upright piano in the dining room, in my old house, like 20 something years ago. And uh, we just sat there and we limited ourselves. We just cut the cord, you know, no guitars, no nothing, just the piano. And we said, let's kind of make it feel, let's kind of feel that Phil Spector, 60s Darlene Love. Uh, all that old 60s stuff. So we just kind of like got into that character of, of style, you know, into that. That's what we went for when, when we, and that was, we feel we kind of nailed it. But lyrically, it was a sad song when we first wrote it. It wasn't My Only Wish, it was something else. Um, Cause I sang the demo and it wasn't those lyrics. We changed them like three times. You know, I remember the NR going, eh, it's a Christmas song. Come on guys, be cheerful. And I think it was like, Santa, please don't break my heart or something. It wasn't Santa, that's my only wish. It was something totally different. And we rewrote it two or three times and then finally nailed it. And then we, uh, I think I demoed it. And then we flew out to LA to record it with Brittany. And she loved it. And I remember meeting her. Uh, that was the first time I met her when we recorded that. I just remember like, she was super famous at the time. And it was still weird for us. We're just these two dudes from a basement in New Jersey, right? So she walked in, she walked in <laughs> behind me. I heard her voice and I was like, oh God, okay, don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. You know, like we're sitting at the console getting ready to record her. And uh, she had her, you know, that, that bucket hat she always wore back in those days, that adorable. She has my daughter, yep. my daughter wears it now. They're like back in style. Those awesome bucket hats, like in the, the bottom of my broken heart. And yes. I hear her and she's like, hi y'all, how's everybody? You know, and I hear her behind me like, oh my God, hey, what's up? You know, and then um, she, she was up all night uh recording the video for uh stronger i think for one of the cuts off the second album so she's like i haven't slept yet y'all so if you don't mind can we just knock it out i gotta go to bed it was something like that i wanted to hop in here and point something out so what josh just talked about with britney spears is she actually was finishing filming stronger uh she had spent a few days learning the choreography then on october 5th she started filming the couple of the scenes then the next day she filmed it now, the thing is, she finished filming the Stronger video early morning on October 7th. From there, after finishing the video, she went in to record My Only Wish this year for a few hours. So she went from filming, first of all, from rehearsing the video for Stronger, then filming, and then doing a Christmas song. Uh, and then not long after that, she was going to London to open up the Oops Tour there. 
uh, and then it just continued on. And for the next, I believe it was almost like two weeks, she was uh, nonstop doing the um, tour for Oops. And in the middle of the month, in the middle of October, it was reported that she was, in fact, singing a Christmas song. Now, something that I want to point out in here is this. About a week after recording My Only Wish this year, Forbes had published an article, and it said, Christmas is still a few months away, but teen pop idol Britney Spears is working double time to gear up for the holiday season. Spears, 18, a multimillionaire with two albums under her belt, Baby One More Time and Oops I Did It Again, has earned an estimated $15 million in 1999. Okay. Then it continues to say uh, with the Oops album that by some estimates, she sold somewhere between 20 and 27 million copies of both albums in those two years. And it says to top it off, the teenagers on a five month world tour. But even with her hectic schedule, Spears plans to sing a track. My only wish this year on the platinum Christmas album with other equally large pop sensations and sing Backstreet Boys, Christina Aguilera and many more and will be released in November 14th. It also puts in there that although Christmas is the time to give right now, there are no plans to make platinum Christmas a charity album. Now, this is, um, I believe they added that in there because usually when you have a compilation Christmas album or holiday album, uh, a lot of times there's a charity connected. So I believe that's why they put that in there. Um, but I'm going to actually kind of jump a little bit ahead and talk about the success of My Only Wish this year. Because on the holiday airplay, okay, and Billboard, back in December of 2001, the song actually peaked at number seven top 10 hit right there okay and then as recently as december 2020 my only wish this year was on the holiday digital song sales at number 12 not bad for a song that was the time 20 years old the other thing i want to throw out there is that my only wish this year the sales it's actually in the uk it's certified silver with sales of over 200,000 copies. And in Denmark, it's platinum. In the United States, they're usually behind with Britney Spears sales. Um, but I do know that the RIAA uh, and some other entities are going to be updating certifications uh, fairly soon. So that should be happening and we'll see all those numbers. Okay, so I'm going to hop back in. I wanted to give you a little, you know, time about the filming of it, recording of it, and then ultimately the success of the song. All right, now back to the show. And uh, we worked for about three or four hours and she was just awesome. We, we took like Christmas lights out of storage, out of the studio storage and put them around, you know, cause it was like, it wasn't oh Christmas, goodness. it was like August in LA. So it wasn't. That's something that people, that's something that people don't yeah. get where it's like these, these Christmas albums are done so far ahead yeah. of time that you need to because I think Mariah Carey they were just Mariah was like it was like 90 degrees outside and I'm making oh yeah we cut it in the summer so we got like cheap 99 cent Christmas lights the studio happened to have some and I think it was the same studio that Sinatra recorded it was one of the ones on the other side by the Hollywood sign like way down the uh by the hill there and uh you know we wrapped the music stands and lights and um god I I think Green Day was in the room next door at the time it was just like a really weird 
uh, I think like JJP was in there with them. He wanted to meet her. Everybody wanted to meet her. It was just so wild. They were coming up to us though. These guys that we saw as legends, <laughs> like my Brian and I were just like, oh my God, Jack Joseph Puig, Green Day. Or all these guys were like, they're like, hey, hey, is it cool? Is it cool if we say hi? I'm like, you, you guys are, you're you. <laughs> don't, don't make me the gatekeeper. I'm an idiot. You know, please don't do that to me. So, so it's just a weird, surreal thing, you know, so we recorded and then we, we went back to New York, finished it up. Um, I can't remember anything else. Uh, we just put the song out, you know, we mixed it and that was that, but it, it's, I wish she had done a video. I think it might've been a little bit more classic, um, like Mariah's, you know. Well, and that's something, and, and I mean, the, the vinyl just came out and. Wow, I'll have to pick I, that up. That's cool. It's, and it's an amazing, so oh, wow. they did it and it's a, I think it was, it's a limited green marble. Wow. Most of mine, I try to keep sealed. Sure. But you're on the back right there. Nice. Oh my God. Big letters right here. That is so weird. That was a, yeah, that was a, that song every year. I, uh, you know, I go into a mall or I'm in CBS or something and I keep hearing it. My daughter's like, is that the song you wrote? My kids don't really grasp it because I kind of retired when she was four and my other kid wasn't born yet. So I kind of I kind of got out of it a little bit before all that. Well, and I think that to your point, though, I think that it could have taken that song to a different level if it was given the full yeah. single treatment. Because what's great is it hit radio. It hit radio and it's hard to get on radio. Mm hmm. It is. The one every year, my only wish just, just, just keeps coming back every year. And it, you know, it, it's all over the place every Christmas, which is cool. 20 years down, down the, a songwriter's dream is to write a Christmas song. You know, I've had a couple Christmas songs, but, uh, the, by far, I'm, I'm proud of that one. I wish we could have done things a little bit differently. I go back, I hear things and I cringe and I'm like, oh, that would have been cool if it was this or that. But, you know, it, it was fun to do and I'm glad it, I'm, you know, hearing it now, I hear it all over. I'm like, this is really wild. And I just kind of forget uh, that I did it. I've been out of the business so long. I, you know? Well, and the thing is, it's like, but this is the gift that keeps on giving. And I remember, I think it yeah. was Ross, Ross Golan said, you know, leave it up to the Jews to write yeah, Christmas songs. That is hilarious. I love. I say it all the time. Yeah, it is true. We 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 really don't make. Uh, we did. Uh, I love it. A lot of Jewish people. A lot of uh, those Christmas songs. I actually really love writing Christmas music. I, I did one with Gia Farrell, who never really. She should have blown up. She didn't blow up, blow up, but she had a song on uh, Happy Feet soundtrack called "Hit Me Up." Before we get to the next guest, I want to let you know, have no fear, Josh is going to be back for numerous episodes when we deep dive into many of his songs. Um, but up next, we have somebody else who was involved in the recording of this song, and that would be background vocalist Jenny Carr. And I talked to Jenny Carr about her experience providing background vocals for the 2000 hit, My Only Wish This Year. And don't forget, follow me on Patreon, patreon.com slash the original doll. It's a way to keep this podcast free and open to all. Patreon.com slash the original doll. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us on the original doll. Uh, you're going to be back for a few more episodes. So everyone just, just be prepared. 
All right. Brace yourselves. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Today we're talking about my only wish this year will celebrate 21 years this winter of that 21 song. 21 years, please. I wish time could slow down just a little. <laughs> so how did you get involved in this? How did you get involved? Uh, because your voice is very prominent. It, I, I even have it down at about three minutes and seven seconds. How did you get involved and in, let's talk about all that okay so um the year was was it 2000 when that song yep. was recorded so it was one of britney's earlier songs right that i yep. was involved with um so i was i had just sung on jennifer lopez's single and i was like a singer in new york and um had big ambitions and i finally was getting in the rooms with the producers and I had met Brian and Josh, KNS Productions, and I was doing a lot of work with them, singing a lot of demos for people. And so I think they, they were definitely coming up at the same time, but they were like the producers and the writers. And I was just like a little like backward, like a singer, I wanna sing, I wanna sing. And so um, they asked me to come in and sing on a bunch of material on, and then they finally started working with Britney. And so, they called me because my voice blends really well with Britney Spears' voice. And um, and so I just, you know, during those times, you never knew what you sang on, if it was going to be a hit. You, you just never knew. But there were so many exciting sessions going on. And so um, I just sang on this Christmas song with them. And I guess it just kind of ended up being like some kind of evergreen song and uh I don't know it's like it was like it's gonna be her single the less so that was obviously very exciting and uh so yeah it was just like one of the sessions that I was working on with them at the time and it was exciting and fun well and that was the funny thing and I'm pulling up right now I had made this cd cover thing because it was just released in vinyl so you're actually on a, a Christmas vinyl it's a single a 12 inch single wow. but so for the promotion of the show I made this kind of faux CD thing to kind of that, that's the style and I make this little doll well here's what's crazy I don't know if you can see those are all the CDs that My Only Wish This Year has been licensed on. oh wow that's amazing and it's all over the place from Belgium to Germany, South Africa, all over the place. So, oh, go ahead. I, no, I, I, you're talking about it being all over the world. And um, pandemic this last year, if I could interject, during the pande pandemic, I was living in Italy uh, with my husband and we, uh, we were making a lot of music. He's also a writer and a producer and, and a singer. Literally during the pandemic, and we went grocery shopping, and it came on the radio in the grocery store. And you know, every year at Christmas, you don't you you don't think about all the records that you're on until you hear them necessarily. So it came on, and then uh, we did a Christmas concert, and I performed 
the song this year, I was like, this is a great song. And it just like re-energized my love of the song. And so, yeah, so when I was in Italy shopping in a little town called Este, it came over the loudspeakers and that was really cool. It made the world feel very small. walk in the snow couples holding hands places to go seems like everyone but me is in love santa can you hear me was the my only wish this year was that the first song of britney's that you had worked on specifically for britney or were there other songs that you had been working on i think that might have been the first one that I did because I sang on three of her albums. And so it was like, uh, In the Zone was 2003, right? I know you're going to know the answer yep. to this. And then uh, the other <laughs> The one Britney was album was Britney. 2001. Britney album was 2000. So I, maybe it was the, it could have been the first one. It could have been. Are these bringing back memories? Is, I'm sorry if it's cutting out. It's bringing back so many memories. I mean, it is a walk down memory. Britney. God bless her, Lane. It is. It's amazing. I, I love it. It was such an exciting time to be a part of these records, you know, with these incredibly talented producers. It was a very different time then, like being in the studio working and uh, being a part of these, like, incredible projects. When you were doing background vocals, so let's say my only wish this year, was it, hey, you just went in the studio and you only worked on that song? Or were you cutting different vocals for another song? For you, do you recall that where each session was a separate song? Or were there times where you did a couple at the same time? Well, for that song, I believe that was the only song. I mean, it was always different. And, uh, and it was, as you reminded me, 21 years ago. So... Uh, I was doing a lot of sessions at that time, like in the studios with the producers, you know, a lot of things have kind of changed now, like not so many, it's not, uh, it's not, they don't have as many like big studios and those kinds of sessions as they did then maybe, but um, I think that was, we just went in just for that. And then there were other times that I would go in, like when I worked with Rodney, I think we did two songs when I went to Orlando and um and then I think I did like a couple of others. I think I did two other songs with Brian and Josh and then maybe the Brave New World. I think that was a one-off session on In The Zone. So yeah, so it's always different. Well, and I love the fact that, so, you know, you're on My Only Wish this year and being able to hear your voice. And in a previous episode, I talked to songwriter Cassie Livingston. Yes, I wrote, spoke to her today. I texted know? her. I said, oh, I saw that you were on this. And I wrote to her and she said to say hi to you. She's because oh, I, I love her. Yeah, I, she's one of the most dear people on the planet planet. I love that woman. What I love is Cassia explained, you know, to the listeners, like, she's like, my voice is on there because it's supposed to complement Britney's voice, like let Britney's voice stand out. And right. She also has that soulful, breathy, that voice. voice that sounds good with like every voice. 
it's and that's really her... something she's well and when we talked about it I said you know because many times people are like well why are there all these voices on songs and everything I said first of all, this is not anything new. This is not, there's always been background vocalists. There's always been a choir, you know, especially like big pop songs. Yes, that's right. As a background vocalist, when you finally hear the final mixed version, how, what is that feeling like when you hear it and you hear your voice? Take well, me back to that. How does that feel? I can tell you that I was a late bloomer, like in the industry, I was always like, I'm a singer, I'm a singer. I worked at record labels and it took me kind of like a long time to get in the rooms with people. And I feel like it was like a very crazy story getting there. But the first song that I sang on was with Corey Rooney on um, like the first big single that came out. And I'd been called into Sony studios. Like it was like midnight or something like that. And I sang on Jennifer Lopez's If You Have My Love. And I just remember I was like singing in a wedding band at the time and I wanted something very different with, to happen with my singing. And so um, I just remember being like, I need to make a change in my life and good things were happening with singing. And then I remember I went to sleep that night and I, oh, when I went in the studio, I was like, this song is like a hit. I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, you're a part of something great. But then for me, the most exciting thing that ever happened was, is that like, I went to sleep the night before saying, I really, really want to sing. I really want to do this. And I went to sleep and I woke up and my alarm went off and it was like, if you have my love came on, it was her first, it was her debut single. And I just will never forget the feeling of being like, I'm going to really be cheesy now, but I was like, I'm in the zone. Oh, I, lo Brittany, I love it. I love it. I was like, I did it. I did it. And I was like, no, there's more. And so it's like, I really am passionate about being a part of all of these like pop projects, a pop part of pop history. And, and I love what you said, Cassia, I call her Casey, what she said about yep. like blending and lending your voice and textures and, so it, it's really, it never gets old and it, it really is a dream. You know, I'm also like a writer and a vocal coach and session singer and all that, you know, and, and singing parlayed me into writing, but it's like, even just like even singing, it's like, it just, it never gets old. And, and it's like, I feel like it's a real gift, you know? And it's like, I always liked being, you know, I never really pursued singing live and because I, I was always like I love being in the studio I love that part of the creative process and I just was always yeah I just it's it's amazing and then you get to be a part of these records that are they will always be there they're not going anywhere it's part of like you know pop history and so it's like I love it Jenny, thank you so much for being here on the original doll. I truly appreciate you taking the time and, and reminiscing with us about your, your time working on Britney Project and specifically My Only Wish this year. So thank you so much for that. Thank you, James. It's been really fun chatting with you. And I can't wait to speak with you soon. I'll be waiting here. Santa, that's my only wish this year. Yeah. 
All right, everyone, I would like to welcome our next guest, Yuri, to the original doll. Yuri is one of our favorite graphic designers, designers, fun person. Make sure you follow him on Instagram. He's going to let you know how to do that in a second. Yuri, thanks for coming back to the original doll. Thank you for having me. I'm loving these. <laughs> these it's, it's fun because the thing is, you're somebody who has expertise in, in the creative sense and the creative eye. So when we talk about album covers or photo shoots, you bring an extra layer of kind of expertise to that. Like sometimes I'm like, I don't know why this doesn't work where you can easily be like, oh, well, James, the perspective is off or this color, you know, conflicts. That's why, because as somebody who's not artistic, I mean, if you see the CDs and the, the CD covers or whatever, and the, the dolls that I make, that's just me having fun on, on this lovely machine right here. Um, so it's been interesting, but I've enjoyed talking to you about these. So let's talk about my only wish this year, specifically the vinyl released cover. Okay. Right. It has like the green sparkly. It looks like it was a sparkly ornament in the back and they kind of popped Britney's photo letterbox style on there. So talk to me a little bit about that. So I think, you know, um, it was a little bit rushed. Uh, it wasn't quite a conscious, I mean, it was a conscious decision to put this image on, on the green background, but, um, you know, it still communicates, um, you know, the holiday atmosphere, holidays atmosphere, uh, the Christmas vibe, you know, we have the typical colors, uh, you know, Christmas colors, green, red, and, and white, you know, and there is this uh, sparkle, there is this uh, flare on her finger that is supposed to represent, you know, uh, an illuminated star. Again, all of those Christmas motifs. Um, it is, as, as I said, it, it is quite appropriate for the season, for, for the occasion. Um, you know, and there's this contrast, you know, as I said, uh, she's popping out because she is, um, there's this gradient, uh, the red gradient uh, of red that she is covered in. Um, however, I do believe that there were a lot better pictures from, from that era. Uh, it, this doesn't really have a Christmas, you know, the very outfit, uh, the image doesn't have a Christmas connotation to me. Because that's uh, the Oops cover outfit. Exactly. And on the same token, if we open the Oops album, there is a picture of her on a beach wearing a very, very fluffy turtleneck. Yep. Is this wool? Yeah, this is wool. I think one of these, you know, like, for example, this particular image. Oh, it reminds me of like she's she needs to be warm and, and soft, exactly. like sweater. It's warm and fuzzy and white. I think, you know that would have communicated uh, the message a lot better, but I still like it. I think it's very cute. I, I never realized, you know, why that wasn't released before in, in this kind of form. Um, you know, the, the song itself brings back a lot of great memories, you know, throws me back to childhood. So, so yes, I, it's, it's fair, you know, it can pass, but it's, you know, there were still better options from that shoot. So so what we'll do is Yuri and I will post that photo uh, when this goes out and kind of see. And Yuri, would you mind like doing a, a quick mock-up? Like if you took that, can you just crop that image out of the oops thing and throw that image in there? It doesn't have to be perfect. Can you kind of show people? What are you doing like, now? Can you do it that quickly? 
let me first find the image. Wait. I always go to Brittany online. Like I said, they have all those photos and you can easily download them from their site, brittanyonline.net. I don't know if you heard this in the episode. So what happens is when I interview people, guests on here, for each question that the guest answers, we get items donated to charity. So even all the questions oh. that you answered, so we work with runaway LGBT teens where we give them socks, we give them water, we give them food, items like that, elders, uh, seniors in the so nice. LGBT community. So you being on here helps because then we get donors saying, hey, how many questions did you ask Yuri? And I can say like, oh, 50. So then they'll buy 50 items. Um, and then within the first 24 hours, whenever anyone listens to an episode of the podcast, we'll get an item for every single listen that we get. So if you just get people just to listen, they're helping you know out people in need right now with it. So that's the big part of, and that's how I get a lot of these songwriters and producers because like, this is badass. Like it's a charitable thing. I said, absolutely. I had no idea. It's, it's been fun. So that's the cool thing with it. That's so noble being able to talk to all these people and and get that so you you're you're helping out so thank you so much for that i'm even happier now you know i was doing, doing this just as you know as someone who's really engaged and a fan but now it makes now it's even more meaningful all right i'm all close to finished all right almost done mm-hmm. uh, now sorry this is a super super quick design oh absolutely this is not even this is not even considered a design this is just fooling around simultaneously while talking to you but and so for the listeners um you're going to see it posted on my page my instagram page yuri what is your instagram account for these listeners so they can follow you it's at yellow.yuri y-e-l-l-o-w dot u-r-i um and if people are confused or anything i'll be tagging uh yuri in some of these things and yuri i think that yours i mean you just whip that up in a matter of like not even minutes it's a matter of like minute um i love this so i think that this gives a better vibe and a coziness that i love and it's the same album era so it's the same time exactly it's actually the same photo shoot oh my god i love this all right so I will let you go, Yuri. Everyone, don't worry. Yuri will be back uh, over the next few episodes. And maybe we'll do some things like this where Yuri kind of whips up something while we're talking so we can kind of see. Because <laughs> the great thing is we all have different taste, art is subjective. And what you like could be different than what somebody else likes. But what I love is that this, to me, automatically gave me a more warm memory traditional feeling and vibe it's pretty bitch all right well yuri i will let you i will let you go and don't worry everyone we will be back with him soon thank you so much for being here thank you for having me So that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you've enjoyed Christmas in July and have no fear over the next 24 and 48 hours. We will be releasing more and more episodes with Joshua Schwartz. And we will also be deep diving into Red is the Color very soon. Um, And Bring Me Home, uh, the elusive track that everyone is wondering about. 
We'll be talking about all that. But don't forget, follow me on Instagram, the.original.doll, and on Patreon, patreon.com slash theoriginaldoll. And let your friends know about this. Tag people. Let them know where you heard all this information. And once again, thank you so much to my guests today, Josh, Jenny, and Yuri. Uh, I've enjoyed so much chatting with everyone and learning so much about the craft and unpackaging their music. This is James Rodriguez Horton, and this is The Original Doll. See you on the flip side. The Original Doll. Original doll.